Recording straight out of Five Scotland, you're listening to Films and Swearing, a movie podcast with your hosts Stuart Sutherland and Magic Mike Christie. I'm here. Shut the fuck up, Mikey! So welcome to episode 194. Mm-hmm. We are... In the penultimate episode. Yes. Uh, we are in a different venue this evening. So instead of hearing a wee cat tinkering about, it's either going to be a a mouthy four-year-old or a budgie. Right, where is this? Is the budgie behind me? Right behind you. See that big blue? Ah, right, yeah. that's why. It's camouflaged. Ah. Yes. It's, it's the old thing. Put a blank over it. Hopefully it falls asleep. I thought maybe it was for like the budgies, like safety for the cats. I <laughs> know uh, that's why it's it's definitely wrapped in a metal cage for its own safety. Yeah. So it doesn't end up as a fucking meal. So today we are tackling a nineteen ninety eight with Joel Joel Cohen, but I'd imagine Ethan's in there as well. Ah, yeah, it's still still known as like a Coen Brothers production. Exactly. Uh, the Big Lebowski. I'll say that again a little less <laughs> retardedly. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. Yeah. So, it is easily uh, one, of the, one of those films that you can't even know talk about. Yeah, no, I, I can't ask film you've been wanting to talk about for fucking ages. I, I've always looked for a good excuse to watch this film. And it's always something that you, you'll watch it, you'll watch it, and it'll really stick with you. You forget about it. And nine times out of ten, I end up in Lebowski's in Edinburgh, and you come home and say, like, I want to watch that fucking film again. <sighs> again, I'd just seen a wee bit of it when I was out getting my fucking white Russian and a, and a burger. But uh, honestly, I like, I've, I've been maybe two or three times to like the ones in Edinburgh and Glasgow, but I reckon like, a white Russian does, doesn't sound appealing to me. They're, they're strangely not bad. I suppose it would depend on what one you go for, because they've yes. got like, a whole menu on them. Eh? Oh, there's fucking loads. If I was more prepared, I would have got the wee book out, because I think last time we were there, we stole one of the, the guides. <laughs> just oh, no. So we could, like, sort of mark it off like a checklist to say that, that we've done it. But every time we go, we for, fucking forget what we had by the time we get back home. Yeah. But, obviously, the cocktails are all named after certain things in the film. And yeah. like, you've got one, like, cried the Donny, uh, the Undertaker. And there's one just cried the Toe. <laughs> yeah. But I tried one once and it was I came in it was like a little pink milkshake with pomegranate in it and it was fucking disgusting. <sighs> but it was like one of these things like, oh, I'll mark it off the list. Yeah, it's just the whole like like because it, it's, it's vodka, it's vodka, milk, and Kahlua, like, Kahlua from an uh, Aye, and that's like a is that like a coffee liqueur or something maybe? Aye, yeah. aye. So uh, aye, so let's see, let's get this fucking show started so the big Lebowski stars Jeff Bridges as the dudes John Goodman as Walter Subchak Solchak Sub- uh, 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 it, it's if you say how you spell it Subchak yeah uh, it's Solchak yeah the way you say that uh, the way I typed it to you this morning Solchak yeah uh, Julian Moore as Maud Lebowski Steve Buscemi as Donnie David Huddleston as the big Lebowski Philip Seymour Hoffman as Brandt, Tara Reid as Bunny Lebowski, Peter Stormare as Carol Hungus, 
a nihilist. Yeah. Uh, Flea's in there as well. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Dale Gilmore is Smokey. Jack Keller is Marty. John Turturro is Jesus Quintana. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. <laughs> uh, David Thielson as Knox Harrington. Sam Elliott as The Stranger. Yeah, I actually forgot that David Thewlis was in this. And I seen him and I just instantly was like, oh, I watched Fargo season three again. <laughs> well, is it a stage where it's like, he, I'll say here that's possibly the most annoying part of the film. Oh, uh, just him, like, him laughing. And Julian Moore just going, ah, and they just, it's like, oh, fucking hell, this, this bit's nippy. I mean, he, he had English, but she's no. Yes. So, like, her English accent is horrible in this. Aye, and it's always like, fucking the big Lebowski is not British, but nah. it's just like, I'm posh and cultured, vagina. Yeah. Do I unsettle you? You if you're Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, what is the plot to the big Lebowski? Um, after being mistaken for a billionaire, a bearing the same name, a free-spirited hippie is caught up in the ransom of the billionaire's young wife and vows to catch the culprits. Pretty much. You want to hear what that Deep says? I read it and I, I, I thought, it's, it's just talks about like, the, like, the rug, and basically right. that's the main point of the film. Right? I mean, it kind of really is. But... They're not giving away the, the kidnap element. But aye, seeks retribution for a ruined rug and enlists his bowling buddies to get it. To help get it. Uh, uh, Mike, was this your first time watching The Big Lebowski? No, second time. Oh, okay. I mean, I've seen bits of it, and I, and I think I, I watched it maybe about ten years ago for the first time. All right, aye. And then I just never really got around to watching it up. again till the day. Yeah. I'm probably the same. It might have been ten years ago when I first saw it, but I don't remember like it being like a, a real special occasion. Mm. Like... I don't think my mind was blown the first time I saw it. It might have just yeah. either been a random rental for love film or something I just downloaded and watched because I think I always remember it having a somewhat slow start. Like that second meeting where the big Lebowski and the dudes yeah. where he's sitting listening to the classical music up by the fire. Mm. I just mind something like that going, man, this film's no starting yet. It's, yeah. it's no holding my attention. But... It's strange, just in recent years, it's really, like, kind of... Yeah. I've started to appreciate it a lot more. I think what's... Yeah, I think um, I'm kind of the same, because I think I'm probably right in saying the first proper, like, Coen Brothers film I think I've probably really seen was uh, No Country. Yeah. And then I think that's when I started getting into... Working back. I mean, I never I never seen Fargo for the first time until about five, six years ago. Yeah. I think I'm about the same, because there's that. I feel... Uh, old brother, where art thou? Was the same. I think there must have been a period that I just rented yeah, a whole um, chunk of their films. I'm still making my way through the list. I still need to see uh, Old Brother. I still need to see Miller's Crossing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What was that? The, the real Jewish heavy one? Was it a sim? A simple man or? Uh That that was like a fairly recent one. I was like in the last mm. three years or something, but. Um, but aye so it has supposedly, been supposedly Barton Fink is a really good one oh aye I've... apparently that's a really like underrated one it's supposed to be I'm sure it's... it's got John Goodman in it as well aye and John Har- Turturro as well Harold Ramis maybe 
Oh, there's, there's don't know. somebody that I associate with that one, but it could be him, might not be. Um, so I later years, it's just totally came back into the picture for me, and I reckon whether it was John Goodman or Jeff Bridges, because I was always a few years ago, it was still a fog between him and Kurt Russell. I can never tell the difference. Mm. Um, but or that woman at the shop doing it, Nessa. She kind of looks a bit like Jeff Bridges. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, her name's Caroline. Right. Honestly, like, she looks like fucking Jeff Bridges. I guess I'm going to have to go to the shop and have a <laughs> Just get a picture and just hold it up beside her. No, yep. And I'll, and I'll have two fudge donuts as well, please. Aye. Life finds a way, yeah. <laughs> Put the change in the wee charity tub. <laughs> I mean, why you just dropped a fucking... Jeff Goldblum reference Wait, there. Did you say Jeff Bridges? I said Jeff Bridges. Motherfucker, I reckon why I thought Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Aye. It's like, there's no kind of works in the shop that looks like Jeff Goldblum. I would fucking remember that. <laughs> no, Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so what is in the dude, Jeff Bridges? Not like the villain for Iron Man yeah, 1. Well, yeah, like the dude, Jeff Bridges. Okay. Like with long hair. Aye. And that like, looks right. like Jeff Bridges. I'll look out for that. Yeah. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> And it's Caroline as well, that'll help. Okay. Aye, right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if I ever see the dudettes. <laughs> um, so, in a nutshell, Mike, what do you think of the film? Um, ah, yeah, like we were saying, it's got like a wee bit of a slow start and then it kind of yeah. picks up like when like when they go to deal like the drop and all that and like what's got his suitcase at undies and all that. That's when it kind of picks up. Aye, aye. Uh, for me, it's strange that like my reaction to nine out of ten films is I fucking love it. Yeah. This is another one of these films that I just fucking love it. It's one of the the weirdest but funniest wee films that I say wee film. It probably done huge, but it's such a funny fucking film. Like there's so many bits. Like I was writing so much notes last night. It's like I'm getting fucking carried away, but I was like I like that bit. I like that bit. That bit's funny. What well, he said, funny. That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Look, that bit. Of, that's funny. It's like, oh, this film's so fucking funny. Yeah. It's the only way I and can I mean, describe I, it. I think obviously I've got a feeling that probably eighty percent of your notes is probably stuff that Walter says or does because because oh. John Goodman fucking steals this film. Yeah, it's a it's a tug of war. I is like Walter's such an amazing fucking train wreck of a character. <laughs> And only to be paired up with, like, Donnie, who's a, a useless cunt, let's say that. He's clueless. <laughs> and then you've got, like, the carefree stoner, who's, like, fueled on white Russians. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's just, there's so much wee quirks. Like, the fucking, in opening credits, you Aye, have... Aye, um, the guy steps over the line when he's, <clears throat> when he's bowling, pulls the gun out. Aye, there's that. But I was, I was going to say, the dude's paying for a carton of milk by check. Like, just, he's sitting there, he's looking at, like, the little milk moustache. I've clearly already had a fucking swallow of the milk. He's writing 69 pence. <laughs> and it cuts for that to seeing his fucking face getting slammed into the toilet pan. Uh, thus obliterating the carton of milk <laughs> in the process. Yeah. And they're saying, like, oh, yeah, like, where's the money? And he's like, if you hold on here, look, I can do in there. <laughs> it's like, he keeps his cool and he's fucking, like, he's getting his head kicked in by a pair of fucking like deadbeats and he's like still cracking wise yeah like the fucking blonde guy opens the bowling 
uh, like, the case. And like, what the fuck is this? And like, I guess you're not in the golf. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, mm? and just drops and fucking cracks uh, the title. And he, just, he sits like, after that, like, he sits in the toilet with shades on. Uh, he reaches into and, uh, the toilet to uh, fucking uh, find his shades. And then, like, the, the, the Chinaman just like, starts to, like, piss on his rug. And the, uh, that's the worst thing that happens. So he's like, oh, come on, man. No, that, that's a rug. <laughs> and he's like, this guy's a bum. He's like, well, at least I'm housebroken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, and I, it turns it to be, like, when they find it, it's the wrong guy. It turns it to be, like, like, like the inconvenience for them rather than uh, they're like, make- him. Exactly, like they're no sorry for fucking trying to drown him in the toilet, smashing his carton of milk. I'm going there fucking running him through. They take a chunk of the wall, like yeah. the plasterboards. But that's where it starts, and you end up because you get like your uh, water introduction after that, and it's like he peed on your fucking rug, <laughs> and Donnie's sitting rolling sets, and he doesn't understand what's going on. He's like. He peed on your rug. It's like, shut up, Danny. <laughs> and he just turns back and he's fucking saying, no, no. They start talking about the fucking Chinaman. It's like, uh. like no, the Chinaman's not the issue here. Is it? And I love how water is so hot and cold. Uh. Like, this fucking Chinaman. It's like, now, Chinaman isn't the correct term to use anymore. Uh, Asian American. Asian American. And it's like, I don't mean, I don't say that you made the fucking railroads. It's like, <laughs> and water's like, what the fuck do you mean about that? Why are you breaking that up? <laughs> it is. There's a brilliant chemistry between them because the dude is so cool and it is. They're complete opposite. Water's... Mm. Like, I've got a bullet point here describing him as a human gun-toting volcano. Because, uh. yes, he's so close to erupt. Uh. Like, he's just, like, he's got a, a fucking a dose of PTSD... He's about to have a fucking major, massive fucking heart attack. I could see it. But he's also going to lose it and shoot Obdi in a bowling alley. Yeah. So, um, right, back to the dude. What is, do you have a, a key scene, a favourite scene? Um, do you want to share with me? I think probably when, um, when he actually has like his first meeting with the Big Lebowski and, that, and he's like standing in like the hallway and he's admiring all the photos and he's oh, like, he's like oh. Brands, kind of uh, being guided to. And he's like, oh, fucking, um, what's her name? Uh, Reagan's wife. Aye, aye, the first lady. Yeah. And, yeah. He's like, oh, she's nice. And he's so fucking touchy. Uh, he's putting his hands across things and Brand, like Phil Seymour Hoffman's like, no, don't do that. No, yeah. Don't. And there's like this. What, one trophy on the wall that looks like a, the sole of a shoe and he's sitting jamming his finger in and he's like please please don't touch that <sighs> don't and I fucking like Philip Seymour Hoffman that has a great wee fucking role in this uh, I, f- I actually forgot he was in it till I watched it then I mean like we were kind of introduced to him when, when he was in Twister and, and he still exactly. kind of had that young he does he looked somehow he looked even younger in this yeah and Twister was well before it wasn't it uh, a couple of years before it aye He's the easy way to describe him. He just—he's like fucking Smithers, eh? He's just this wee sidekick assistant, yeah. so fucking loyal, like a wee lap dog. Yeah. But he's also like—he's so chipper in a way. Like when he's yeah. having to deal with fucking Bunny, yeah. he's so overly polite, but it's like he's grinning through gritted teeth. Yeah, and it's like when he's um, when he then just, when he then like finds out that he, like the Big Lebowski is like handicapped. And, uh, and then he's like, oh, it's like, is that his kids? 
Aye, and that's the or what oh, the, call the Lebowski's it? little achievers. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, no, there's quite a lot of races in this. Oh no, they're not his literal children. <laughs> <laughs> and by he does mention that he's like he's he's no he's he's in the chair he's handicapped. Yeah. It's like the, the terms disables, <laughs> and it's when like the big Lebowski. I love how he just fucking drills the dude. Mm. Like, do you have a job, sir? <sighs> and it's like a job. And it's like, like, do you dress like this any every day of the week? He's like, it's uh, what? What day is it? Is this a day of the like? This is not Saturday. And like, he just <sighs> comes across as such a bum. Yeah. yeah. Like he doesn't get. Like when um, when uh, they showed the actual the guy playing the Big Lebowski, I was like, so I recognise him for somewhere. He kind of looks like somebody. And when I looked him up on IMDb. Did he, not recognise. He had a little something that was in like makeup. Aye. That actually was. In my it. child's mind, when I first saw it, I kind of thought, ah, like, really naive, but is that the fucking wheelchair dude for Naked Gun 3, like three quarters, blah, 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 where they have a big, heavy set white dude uh, in a wheelchair? Oh, yeah. And that was the only comparison I made when I, like, I watched it the first time. Mm. I was like, thought, is that the same guy? Like, no. This guy does not have like a niche. Shows ah, oh, are they really get in a wheelchair? If you ever need a handicapped guy for your film, <laughs> no. I find it funny that there is sort of like a running subplot of how much shit that fucking the dude's car gets put through in this film. Aye, uh, because obviously, fucking everything. Yeah, and then there. when the last thing happens, and he's like, oh, there they it is. They finally killed, killed it. it. Uh, they killed my car. Because it, it gets like it gets fucking shot when with uh, Walter's Uzi and, <laughs> and the when they dive at the car. Exactly, you've got that. And then uh, later on, where he fucking drives into the dumpster and yeah. it gets fucking stolen, and, and the fucking police guy's like, "Oh yeah, I think a homeless guy took a shit in it," <laughs> and it just uses a John and left. Mm. But hi, that car had fucking everything <sighs> done to it, and then they fucking burned it. So aye. He was right in saying they fucking killed the car. Like, his affection for the rug. Mm. Like, after that meeting, where uh, the big Lebowski fucking shouts him out of the office, <sighs> and he's like, the bomb's lost, Lebowski! And Bran's like, how was your meeting? He's like, oh, good. The old man says I can help myself to any rug in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then he kind of like, it's when he goes outside and he meets Bunny for the first time. Oh, aye. Aye, uh, she's she's like, I'll fucking blow you for a thousand. Like, I'll, I'll find a cash machine. I'll be right back. It's like, Brian can wash but it'll cost him a hundred bucks. And he's like, going, oh, he's so like, chipper about it. Ah, uh, no, it's like, isn't isn't her sense of humour so? Like, it's like, and I mean, oh, you can clearly tell that like she's only in this for the money. Like she does not sleep with a guy at all. Exactly. But I do like how she just. He just comes out, he's got all these wee quips for every fucking situation he's in. Just how, like, that wee one liner about the fucking cash machine. And... Yeah. But I think the wee dream sequences are really good for him. Like, uh, I really enjoy those, whether it's the first one where Mods there were a henchman and they fucking sucker punch him when he's lying, when he's back in the house with the rug, yeah. listening to, I think it was just fucking a bowling game. Like, mm. Just the sounds of pins. He looks up and he gets fucking punched in the face. And he's just floating. It's either like 
Bob Dylan or Elvis Costello and he's just like gliding uh, through the air and it's not until he gets a fucking bowling ball in his hand he just fucking drops <sighs> like those wee moments and especially later on like the gutter ball dream sequence uh, like the gutter ball one I, I generally thought that was like going to be like, like a like a parody porn film that he was in or something it totally started so, off with, it, was, yeah. it was almost like a Bond movie opening yeah. like where you had like all the it was just like pins and bowling balls but they're all it was like almost like a double entendre because there was two bowling balls and the pin just being driven between them it's yeah. like a Jackie Treehorn film and I love like it's just his wee dance oh yeah it's like almost like a forced perspective he looks like he's a wee miniature he looks like a fucking borrower walking into a house yeah. where he's just in a wee strut because he's dressed up as the cable guy yeah and there's is there no like a great wee dialogue bit where he's either watching one of Maud's videos or watching one of Bunny's pornos and he's like look at it like the cable guy shows up and he's here he's like I'm here to fix the cable and he's like you could guess what happens next like does he fix the cable <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the fucking great shot of him walking down the staircase doing a wee fucking dance in his white suit yeah. shaking his ass then you've got Maud dressed as like a viking and she's all got these dancing women with bowling pin hair I listened to her like, there's a there's an interview with Jeff Bridges at some point on I think it was like the Nerdist podcast and they brought up the Big Lebowski and he told a story that when he brought his family to set one day and it's a sequence where he's sliding down the bowling lane oh, yeah. and he's going through all the ladies, <coughs> all the women's legs and this is prior to shooting that scene and they all had agreed to stuff Americans fucking down their skirts so when he's flying under, he's just seen all these big hairy growlers. <laughs> and I was really watching it just to see if you could see a reaction. And there is, like, in that long time where it's, it's like an aerial shot of Aye. him. And he's looking, looking. And like on the third one, his eyes go wide. And it fucking cuts to, like, that shot where he rotates at midair. I could, I'd like to think that shot of him going fucking <laughs> wide-eyed was him seeing a big fucking <laughs> hairy snatch <laughs> reaching out for him. <laughs> But he said the worst part was that he brought his family to set that day, so he couldn't see. <laughs> it's not a PG conversation to have in front of the family. Are you going to have got another dude note, or you want to move on to Walter? Nah, move on to Walter. I think we've covered most of the One of stuff. Walter's most iconic scenes is where he scares the shit out of Smokey. <laughs> that, like, market eight, dude. He's like, <laughs> no, he crossed the line. Market zero and that fucking back and forwards. Mm. When he brings out the gun, then he actually like fucking like loads at him. Aye, it's like, and the, the chance to bring up Nam, like <laughs> no Smokey, this this isn't Nam, this is bowling. There's rules. <laughs> it's like, it's like there was no rules in Nam, and he always talks about the people dying around, the bodies around me, so you can enjoy your cups of fucking coffee and all these fucking rags he always brings up, but the fucking the moment where he just pulls out the gun and fucking pulls it back and he points at the dude he's like just point like make it a zero dude yeah. fucking psychopath <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great how that scene plays out because you have that scare and then they're just walking outside and the dude's like what the fuck are you doing that for you know he's fragile and what was like I did not know that <laughs> but he's like you need to be calm I'm, like, I'm calm 
And it's just like, it's like I'm calmer than you are. What you get? What are you angry for? And they're hitting this wee back and forward in their car, and you just see the fucking armed police officer running into the bowling alley, <laughs> like ten minutes too late. Hey, uh, what about his? What about the deal with his ex-wife? <laughs> and the wee fucking Pomeranian dog. <laughs> like you, you, you could almost feel sorry for him. Like he's obviously he's a veteran. He's, he's went to Nam. He's done nah. his time. He's come back. Got married. Converted to became Jewish. Yeah. And then she clearly left him, but he's still running around looking after her dog for her whilst <laughs> she goes off on holiday with her new man. And they're all like saying, Why are you doing all this shit? Why did why are you still fucking Jewish? And it's like, Why did you bring the dog bowling? And I love how he fucking corrects it and like, I didn't bring him bowling, and like, I didn't rent him shoes, I'm not buying him a beer. He didn't take your turn, dude. <laughs> It's like, it's one of these films where it's like, the dialogue is so fucking sharp. Uh, it's it's so smartly written, because it's when it's things like this, it's probably obvious that it isn't improvised, or, or it isn't totally improvised. Yeah. Like, I can imagine some of the, the dudes, because his dialogue's a lot more relaxed, and yeah. chill, whereas Walter's really precise. Ah, sharp and right to the point, eh? Aye. I was reading, when I was reading like the trivia points and that, I thought like when I was um, they were talking about like actually telling like what was the actual job. Yeah. But I can't remember what the fuck it was. Aye, it was it's like some sort of. Oh, it's going to bug me now. When watching last night, I couldn't think of um, doing anything. Like not leaving work or. But... Uh, the only time you see them in a, in a suit is when they're going to go to fucking Larry's house. Yeah. I did love his conversation in the diner, though. Like, when the dude had gotten uh, the severed toe given to him. Oh, yeah. And was like, so? So what? She still kidnapped herself. He's like, what do you care? I've got a fucking toe, man. I like, I could get you a toe. 3pm today, I could get you a toe painted green. And they like, just fucking ask me. And... He's getting mouthy, like, in the language, and the fucking woman in the diner's giving him shit. Like, fucking telling him to calm down, and he's ready to fucking pull it nam and start talking about the First Amendment, and the dude's just like, nah, you're too much. I'm gonna fucking out of here. Uh, he's, he's like, well, I'm gonna sit here and finish my coffee. I'm enjoying it. And you just <laughs> see him, he's that fucking riled, he just wants to walk out. And, like, when I, when I was reading the note, I was like, that actually sounds like the job that he would actually have. Aye. Uh... What happens when you try to find it? It's no way. Uh, where the fuck is it? Oh, I'll try and. Aye. It's cool. I'll try and find it anyway. But when, we're, when we touched on his. his I guess it's Judaism. Aye, yeah. His religion. Aye. Like the fact that he, he never drives on a, was it a Saturday or Sunday? Sunday, I'm sure it is. Sunday. For. Was it uh, Shomer Shabos? Aye, Shomer. Aye, yeah. Aye, Shomer Shabos. Because they, they posted up the fucking, like, it was like the next game of bowling they had to do. And it must have been with with easily like one of the most memorable characters of this film. Other than Walter and the dude. Jesus. <sighs> Jesus is some fucking character. I, I, I honestly wish that there was more uh, Jesus in this. Like it's just, it's the wee, the fact that he gets his Amy music. Ah, right, the fucking Hotel California, yeah. the wee Spanish remix. Aye. And it, it does, he gets this great, where like, the camera zooms in and he's like, 
flicks the bowling ball and he's got the the fucking glove and he has the the whole fucking big speech like he's in the purple uh, he throws it and you just start seeing him doing a wee dance ah his wee dance is a fucking magic aye and it cuts back to like Donny the dude and fucking Waterston having a fucking conversation about how like they fucked up the, the drop or something and it cuts back to Jesus and they're sitting shining their balls but they're doing it so furiously him and his wee pal that looks like some fucking extra Terminator 2 and they're sitting fucking shining their balls so uh, fucking fast and then he just interrupts the talk goes hey like the Quindejo, if you ever think about pulling up a piece in front of me, I'm gonna take it off you, slap you in the face, stick it up your ass, and empty the clip. Yeah, it just cuts to the dude going, "Fuck Jesus!" Like, you're right, don't fuck with Jesus. Uh, I like the the whole thing to talk about how like how he was like a pedo, and, I, uh, and uh, we hear that wee like backstory about the fucking wee patter, a pederast. It had to go to every door in the neighborhood, and and it's like it's just they, him. They, they get the flashback. Yeah. And like he's at every door and he's got a raging bulge in his trousers. And he just, it's, I don't even know it's the raging bulge, I just noticed the fact that he goes up to the door and it's just like this big fucking redneck. And the fact that it's, it's like, I'll flash kids. You can just tell he's got to get another fucking punch in the pus. Aye. Uh, Aye. And I just love that they had that wee moment, because you don't see it, they, they show you him talking to him, but you see him open the door and just see the size of the guy and he's like, oh no. I love that they went to like that effort just to give them that wee bit extra uh, detail. Any other Walter, Walter moment? I think, apart from the the bit with Smokey and the bit with Larry. Yes. My other favourite bit is when he is when he has that actual chat with the Big Lebowski after finding out that um, Bunny is like R- alive returns. and all oh, that, yeah. and then he's like sitting looking at him and he's like this is all fucking fake and he's like he's like like, this motherfucking can walk aye and he just picks him up out the chair and like like, bear hugs him almost and then like goes to drop him on his feet and he just falls to the ground aye and like the most undignified drop but it is like when he picks him up you hear like a back crack and he's like lifts him up and drops and he's like oh fuck Help him back in his chair. Yeah, and um, I mean, obviously, like you see, um, Walter most of the time is really like on edge. He doesn't seem like like he's like got like a soft side until like Donny's like funeral and all that. And he's aye, aye. I spend that at the, <laughs> I spend that at the fucking the mortuary, mm-hmm. and they're looking to like get his ashes and all that. And like the, they didn't have like money for like the the urn that they aye, wanted, or to they're just refusing to pay it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's great when he gets it, and you just see him like he's pulling off his glasses for like the first time, like he's unhooking them, going, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. It was about the receptacle, and it was it was like a hundred and thirty, hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah. And he's like, "No, no, no!" I'm like we're we're getting rid of ashes. We don't need. Like, yeah. Oh. It's like well, we need to give you them and summon. And he's like, "Where's the closest Ralphs?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just like one of those big like American coffee cans, wasn't it? Aye. Yeah. And there was an interest in. Um, Trivia note that I did. I've, I think I wrote about five or six trivia notes, but it was an interesting one. Was that in the original draft in that scene with the uh, the funeral with Donny? Um, in the original draft, it was revealed that um, Walter was never in Vietnam. Aye. And after like him and the dude are like having like a wee argument, Aye, he, he, start, he, start, he starts talking about like Nam and all that, and like uh, the dude like shouts, "Aye, you were never in fucking Nam, were you?" 
Aye, that he would be a broken man at that point. <laughs> I would feel so fucking sorry for him if he yeah. acted like the whole film and he was never there. Because he has like the wee like dog tags and all exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, the way he dresses and that like the total like military buzz cut. Exactly. And, and the glasses and aye, like, the, aye. like the massive like thin goatee and all that. Exactly. Let's let's talk about probably one of his biggest moments. Fucking going paying a visit to the wee Larry. Yeah. Uh like I love I love the discovery of that scene where the dude's driving in his car, it's like finishing off the wee joint that he's got and he fucking drops it and he does like a wee scream as it because it fucking rolls under his seat. Aye, and he tries to pour fucking his... burning his ass. He's fucking trying to pour beer all over him to just fucking put the fire out. And it's like, all this whilst driving a fucking car. And it cuts out like, to the street and you just see the car fucking turn around and drive head first into a dumpster. And that's, that's some fucking collision because the fucking front of the car goes up and the dumpster fucking doesn't even like, budge. It just... Uh, but the fucking car jumps. Uh, like, fucking hell. And it's just when he's sitting trying to wipe, like find the joint, and that's where he discovers wee Larry's homework. Yeah. What a fucking poker face that kid's got. I know, he would not budge, yeah. Not, not one line in the dialogue for him. Yeah. Like, he just came out straight face, looked at them, and actually I loved how fucking gushy Walter was in this scene. Oh, with the... Because the parent has written a bulk of some series... Fucking, I can't mind it now, but... Like, he's just this guy that's written a hundred episodes of this TV show that he's such a big fucking fan of. Yeah, and he, well, the guy's pretty much on like a life support machine there. Aye, you go in and he doesn't look like he's in a fucking glass casket. And yeah. Just see the big things pumping oxygen and just the wee hospital beeps and you've got like the wee Hispanic maid. Yeah. That comes in and then just wee Larry comes out stone-faced. <laughs> and it's funny because like, like in that scene as well, like the roles between the dude and uh, what were switch. Right. Because Walter's asking him about the homework. Uh, and like the dude's just try to get him to the like get to the bottom of the like, the pile like 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 we can that's fucking like, uh, you stole the money and all that and like uh, Walter's like, Look, calm down, we can that, we're trying to get him to tell her. And it's honestly I'm gonna have to bring out a wee clip here because uh, you know about the famous censored for T V version of That's on my trivia notes. Do you want me to play that clip here or do we save it for trivia? Uh, nah, I'll just play here. Right. It's fine. What I'll do is I'll find the original because the fucking meltdown that leads to where fucking water destroys the car. Let's see, we'll bring up the original one for reference. Son, this is what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass! That's <laughs> a brilliant fucking meltdown. <laughs> like, this is clearly like the volcano erupting. And then we have the TV censor censorship. You see what happens? You see what happens, Larry? 
It was something like this. Is what happens when you hug a stranger in the dark? I always <sighs> thought that was it, but it, the caption of the video was when you fight a stranger in the Alps. Ah, when you find one, uh, it's, it's, it's such a really, it's, it's so far between like what that show. Like in that clip, soon is so neutered. Like, you see what happens, Larry? You see what happens, Larry? It's like it's just missing the edge now. Just it doesn't he seem anywhere near as angry? But it's such a fucking special scene. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it's not even Larry's car. Exactly. Like, that poor fucking dude that just comes <laughs> out. Because they're just convinced that he's spent the money already. Yeah. And to be honest, you figure it out. I was going to say, whatever happened to the fucking money? There was no fucking money. Yeah. And they realise it's just fucking a pair. Like, some phone books chucked in a briefcase. Yeah. Like a ringer for the ringer. Yeah, just, it just reminds you uh, Jackie Brown. Aye. Or the beach towels. Exactly. Let's see. Let's talk about one of the wee characters. Donny. Aye. Like, his character is made up of bowling, being shouted at, going for an in and out burger, dying in a parking lot. Mm. Getting blown in dude's face. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. It's like five points. It's strange because... He looks so fucking young in this film. Aye. Like, especially with this being post uh, Reservoir Dogs. Aye. Aye, post Reservoir Dogs, and it's post Fargo as well. Uh, yes, aye. Con Air's round. Con Air later? Mm. I need to know this right now. No, Con Air was the year before that. I was the same, 98 was the same year he was a rock hand. Ah, yeah, for Armageddon, Armageddon, of course. Dude was fucking huge in the 90s, eh? Aye. Like, for the fact that he still had time to be in a film like this. Because he was in, like, every Adam Sandler film as well. Exactly, that, fucking big action movies. Yeah. The fact that he was in this random wee comedy. Uh, But I reckon if it's just because, oh, he must have, like, a... A relationship, a decent relationship with the Coens through yeah. Fargo, and, and then come I mean, back with them. He must uh, was he in um, Old Brother? He could have been. I could barely remember. I can't remember much about that yeah, film because even the casting is still a bit foggy. Other, yeah, because the Mindy's there. Kenny's no in um, No Country, and don't think he's in Trigger either. Even though I've not seen that yet. No, no. Uh, that, that's so high on your list of shame. Mm-hmm. Cause you own it now, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Aye. And I realise as well, it's not like a two and a half hour film. It's only an hour and forty minutes. Oh, it's it's a a tidy little film. Like that's a strange way to describe True Grit. A tidy little film. Aye, it's it's no long at all. Yeah. Like you'll you'll be that, kept on that, edge. That's the thing about like, about the Coen Brothers. There, like the films are nearly like, over long. Aye, it's not two and a half hours. Yeah. That's I can I could see some people's argument when they have to commit 
two and a half hours of their life to a film. Yeah. Like, it better be worth it. Yeah. Whereas, I think uh, Fargo, that might be close to the two hour mark, for what I remember, because I reviewed that with Andrew on here fucking donkeys ago, and he hated it. He what? could not, like, just because it's just like a weird style of comedy where it's just a real dark comedy. Uh, Everyone's talking in funny accents. Uh, they're all really chirpy. There's nothing really comical happen, yeah. happening, but you just couldn't. Let's find through some of the other wee characters of this film. We've, we've spoke about Jesus, Maud. Uh, I mean, well, we've not really talked much about Donnie, though. We kind of oh, talked what? about how he was in Fargo and stuff. Aye, that's where we fucking went off yeah. on a tangent. Aye. So, what is your favourite Donnie scene? I'm probably the scene where they're um, cornered by the Nihilists. Aye. And he's like, he's frantically searching about trying to give him the money and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got 18 bucks, just fucking take it. Aye, exactly. I just think probably his most rewarding moment is the fact that he got an In-N-Out burger <laughs> after driving home in a smashed out car. Because he kind of, he comes across as like the, like the pushover of the group. Aye. And that, like, he's, like, he's forever taking shit. For a verbal punching bag. Because mm. he wouldn't be there unless the dude was there. Because yeah. as like, he would just be taking shit from Walter all the time, but as like as we said, the dude is like the yin to Walter's yang. Like he's there just to calm him down, but he also kind of he's he's sweet to to Donnie. He, he he's the reason to stick around mm. the dude. But the poor boy doesn't get much else. He's either bowling, and he seems to be really good. Apart from like that fateful night where he gets it wrong, yeah. like he misses one, and he's sitting there and. I saw on like Reddit where they described as a movie detail saying the first fucking shot he misses is the same time that he has his heart attack and it foreshadows it and it's like I think that was always always obvious though well, that he was going to die that like he was going to have a heart attack because like, like he throws it and he's sitting didn't he? he's sitting grabbing the arm he's sitting stretching it all the time it's obvious on your second watch or if you're really fucking focused on your first viewing like seeing him sitting play with his arm stretching his fingers out yeah you were kind of just thinking, how the fuck did I fuck that up? Because the whole film he's had perfect, like he's always got a strike until that night where he's fucked up and he just doesn't understand why. Yeah. But that's a wee bit foreshadowing for his heart attack. Because that was what he assumed after the fight with the nihilists. Aye, because like, they were like, oh, has he been shot? And they were like, but no, nah, there was no gunshots. Exactly. That's and like right away, Walter um, knows. Walter knows, and it's the fact that um, like Walter's like comfort him, and they say, "Ah, it's fine. The choppers are coming in for you," Aye. and it's like you're not fucking um. Aye, snap out of it. But that's where like he became so useful over son. Like he was there, he knew exactly. Like it wasn't a fucking gunshot, it was a heart attack, and he was just trying to comfort him. And it just cuts to the fucking next scene where like they're collecting his ashes. Like oh Christ, yeah. Like there's no second guessing. Definitely dead. Like. It's, um, Such I a mean, tragic wee character. Came on top of Donny, but it's just it's been there in that like mortuary with the guy, and he just sat like uh, Walter starts hearing these outbursts. He's like, "We're fucking grieving here." Aye. <laughs> even even when he's grieving, like the fact that somebody's there, he could still explode at a moment's notice. Yeah. What about fucking Big Sam Elliott? When, aye, he, when he's no Benson doors with fucking aye, Patrick, Patrick Swayze, aye. he's just sitting there. Looking like that. I mean, the thing is, like, the man pulls off a handlebar, like... I can... Like, the finest handlebar moustache. Yeah. Like, sitting there drinking his, what, sarsaparillo? Sarsaparillo, aye, yeah. Aye. And he has got that right 
Texan accent. Eh? Aye, that gravelly voice and giving the fucking advice to the dudes. Yeah. You eat the bar, don't let the bar eat you. Aye. Like, just like a wee thought, to, a wee quote to live by. And he, when he comes back at the end to reiterate the same line, you realise it's the fucking stranger he's sitting beside. And he's like, ah, oh, you just keep doing what you're doing. And he's like, I fucking I pre- like the get up. And he's like, well, I like you too, dude. Mm. But it's when he's talking to him at the end, he's like, that was some journey they were on. But it looks like everything's turned out right for the dude. It's a shame about Donnie, though. I didn't like to see that happen to him. <laughs> I was like, you're watching the film with us, aren't you? And he has like, like fucking these wee potholes. like, well, I'm mumbling now. I don't know where I was going with that. It's like, oh no, the stranger's got Alzheimer's. <laughs> this poor cowboy's going around ordering sarsaparillos. Doesn't he know where he is? Uh, what about the nihilists? Aye. Uh, fucking... I just get the fear now. Like, if you fall asleep, like, if you're just kind of chilling out in your bath and cunt comes in, throws a ferret. A ferret, aye. Threatening to chop off your Johnson. <laughs> um, do you recognise the three nihilists? I know, I can Peter Stormare. Yeah. And Flea. Yeah. But no, the tall lanky dude. Um, the he, tall lanky dude. He was um, not a bad guy in Die Hard. He was not the bad guy, but <laughs> I was a, he was a doctor though. The doctor? And uh, he was a doctor and that uh, funny people. All oh, right, aye. Aye, because they make the same fucking joke. Yeah, they make the same joke. Yeah, aye, aye. how fucking funny aye. is that? Torsten, whatever, I can't remember his second name. Aye, because he's always like some big fucking Swedish, looks like some big yeah. Swedish dude. Aye, but I mean, like, like Peter Stormare as well, like, Peter Stormare's a fucking brilliant actor. Aye. Like, he was around the same time, he was um, Lev in Armageddon as well. Aye, aye, right, enough. See, so it was the same year. It's like, American Poland, Russian government, all he, made in Taiwan! Yeah, and he was the um, other, he was Steve Buscemi's partner in Fargo as well, with the blonde hair. Yes, aye, aye, right enough. He's, he's the one that gets put in the wood chipper, or is it Steve Buscemi? Yeah, Steve Buscemi gets put in the wood chipper. Aye, aye. But I mean, it's also when they're, um, it's, it's when they meet Walter, eh, the dude, and Donnie at the bowling alley. Yes. And like, yeah, we're here for the money, and otherwise we're going to kill the girl. And I also, they didn't kin that they know that she's run back safe and home and all that. Aye. And it's just where he, he throws the bowling bag and wipes out Flea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, fucking Walter bites off um, Stormare's ear. Aye, and just fucking spits it into the air. <laughs> and you get that wee aerial shot of it coming up to the camera and dropping. Yeah. I like the the tall dude's argument, like when they fund it, that Bunny's back, and he's like, obviously they convinced his girlfriend to chop off her little toe. He's like, we cut off her toe. We told her she was getting a million dollars. We need something, and they all start pulling together their cash. I love that the fact that they're this group of nihilists. They're Germans, but then they've also like they're they're like a fucking techno bands yeah. called a uh, autobahn. And fucking uh, mods got it in amongst their vinyls. Mm. And it, it's exactly how it would look like the front cover. They're all got like pink lipstick and they're on like a, a spiked surface, all yeah. dressed in black leather. Now, some of my. I'm doing to my favourite bits of the film now. Because I reckon. You got any other character notes you want to throw uh, out there? I mean, we can't really talk much about Jackie Treehorn because he's not really in it. 
Ah, he's just he's only in that one scene because it's his goons that's the ones that have been harassing him throughout. Yeah, because obviously they come back later on in the aye in the film, and that's really around one of my favorite gags of the film is the block of woods, where ah. the dude is tired of fucking fuck walking into his house, so he just <laughs> he wedges the chair under the handle and he just opens the door. Aye, and the door shouldn't have like the funny thing about it is the door opens the wrong way, like. Your door shouldn't open out. Your door should open in. Yeah. So he thought, right, nail this bit of wood, put the chair there, and then the door just opens, and you're like, fucking hell. It's just like another total laugh out loud moment. Uh, and you get the double payoff, like when he runs back into the house after being ransacked, and he fucking trips on his arse, goes nailed a bit of wood on the floor. Mm. Another one I really do like is where he has that first meeting with Jackie Treehorn, and... The dude's yeah. and he's writing on his sca- uh, yes, a pencil and he draws on just some dude with a giant hard on, <laughs> and he's like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Yeah. And like he's obviously taking like a, f- a fake phone call yeah. to get out of the room, but it's when the fucking drug kicks in. He's uh, like, "That's a hell of a Caucasian, Jackie." Yeah, it's when he's I like, I like the scene as well where he's in the police station. And, oh, and where like, was Arlie Emery for that? I know he doesn't have like proper ID. It's only his fucking is that membership card or something. Ah, oh, it was someone. Was it for the bowling? I think so. Aye, aye. It is where he starts like fucking being mouthy, and the fucking postman throws the mug at him. That always looks there. That always like the sounds perfect, but it's just taking a mug to the pus. Like, uh, oh, and I love. How the the cop like the police chief hates him. He's like, I hate your face, I hate your beards, like yeah. I just fucking hate your kinds. Mm. Saying it now, I just feel like, where was Arlie Emery? Like, really that was a role for him. Yeah, but uh, I think I'm tapped out. Other than uh, talking about the fucking soundtrack to this film, uh, like obviously, I, I would. I think I did toy with the idea of buying the soundtrack on vinyl because uh, it's so easy listening to music uh, and something that you could leave playing on a Sunday afternoon and it would do you no wrong just when you're sitting with the bears running around fighting each other and you're sipping on a nice wee fucking uh, white Russian looking, like that's a hell of a Caucasian Cameron uh, uh, <laughs> next time we'll Alex, get Alex to pour the drinks uh, it just fucking starts to piss on your rug <laughs> <laughs> Egg, that really tied the room together. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I find this film to be highly rewatchable. Aye. Aye. It's it's such an easy watch. There's so much funny wee moments that it, you could turn it on at any time and just just chill out. It's a, it's a fucking chill out film because, and again, I think you just want to emulate the dude. Like you just want yeah. to be that relaxed. Like kicking about in your house coat while we drink, and right enough nowadays you see cunts in Sainsbury's go about in their fucking jammies. Yeah. Not to the extent where they're in their house coat and a wee drink of milk, but it's it's cunts and fluffy slippers that day my pass in the new. Like, why did you get them at your work? Like, aye, yeah. like they're Holy but shit. it's it's a thing, it's a fashion thing. It, it's uh, fluffy, fluffy flip flops. And I just think Fokker out in their fluffy baffies. Uh, but no, Fokker purposely buying fluffy flip-flops. Like, hmm. this world's doomed. Uh, like, there's no hope for mankind. Do you want to take over with some trivia? 
Uh, I've got budget, but so fast I've got Trevor here. Uh, Trevia, where am I? Early drafts of the script were uh, going to be showing like the dude's actual source of income. Alright. Can you have a guess what his source of income was going to be? No, other than fucking if he sold weed, but... Um, nah, he was going to be an heir to the inventor of Rubik's Cubes. Alright. Oh, yeah. So he's just sitting living, living off his royalty checks. Yeah, uh, but uh, Joe Cohen uh, dropped this and has never actually come out and said why he's dropped that whole plot point. Yeah, oh well. Apparently the reason that Donny is frequently told to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. is because of his Chatterbox character in Fargo. Ah, oh, right. Ah, because he was, he, he wouldn't show up in that yeah. film, so this one they just didn't give him any dialogue. Well, yeah. a lot of dialogue. Um, budget and box office. Yeah, we guess what his budget for this film is. No, I think I might have seen it. If it would be 20, 20 million? 15. Alright, oh, oh well. Um, how do you think it fared during I'd have, like, a big year for 1998? To be honest, I think it was like a runaway success, but I feel I had to have made at least 30. Um, it made 17.4 domestic. Right. So it just made its money back. Aye. And foreign market it took twenty eight point six. So that is forty six million. Oh well, that's fine. Whilst it is one of these giant, I reckon if if it's like a cult classic, or or it has a cult following because remember you had like those. I reckon if it was like Orange or EE adverts. It was always like adverts you've seen before going to the fucking cinema. Actually, it might have been to sell a fucking car. But it was like there was a dude convention or people that recognised the dude as a religion. Ah, yeah, that's what one of the trivia notes was that, like, they've got, like, um, this only, like, religion. I can't remember what it was called. Ah, it's like Judaism or something. But Aye. Aye. Probably. Because I think that was maybe my first introduction to the Big Lebowski was like going to the cinemas and seeing adverts where folk were all wanting to be the dude and all they was going about in their house coats. Yeah. And I think I'd went to, I think it was like Edinburgh Comic Con and I went to the escalators and really the first person I fucking bumped into was someone dressed as the dude. Uh. Like you had the knitted cardigan on, flip flops, shorts, fucking sunglasses and a drink. And they're just like that part of me was like, it's like, oh, part of me want to appreciate, but part of me is like, you're no quite, like, you're close, but no enough. But I feel like that's an easy costume to come up with like, a fancy dress if you were just like a shaggy cunt, like, if you just had yeah. long hair and a shaggy beard, showing up at somebody's house in a house coat carrying a tumbler and flip flops. Yeah. It'd be interesting if people have ever actually went to, like, Halloween parties that are dressed up as like um, Jesus or that. Aye, it um, has to have been done because he's hmm. such a he's got like a iconic look where he's decked out in purple and yeah. he's got the hairnet. Like aye, I I would not be surprised if he, like done an image search on fucking yeah. like I was gonna say Jesus cosplay, but that would bring up a different type of image. Like, <laughs> why don't yeah. people nail the crosses? What the fuck <laughs> move? But uh, you want some one star reviews? Is there any? There, there is. I mean, let's see. I've got it up on my phone here. There is 14. 
our first one, uh, Not My Cuppa, by Soul to Soul. Heard so much about the dude, and he's featured in so many memes, I thought I'd check it out. Not for me. Gave up after less than half an hour. I mean, I mean, the film kind of does start off kind of slow, so... Yes. I mean, at least give the film an hour. Exactly. And then the other hour just flies by. And our last one, by Claire. Biggest load of rubbish I've ever seen. I couldn't watch it till the end. Don't waste your time. I feel... Uh, unless you watch it, you can't uh, give an opinion on it. Although saying it, I was fucking talking about Meet the Blacks, saying I couldn't make it past five minutes. Uh, I do think the remaining fucking hour and 25 minutes turns out to be the big Lebowski. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, those Amazon one-star reviews is also our cheeky wee plug. Go to filmsandswearing.com, click on our Amazon link, and do your shopping as normal, and that is the quickest way to support Films and Swearing. And uh, now I guess it's, it's time to wrap up. Ah, uh, yeah. <clears throat> We've not got anything else, have we? Nah, that's us. Cool. Sweet. So, uh, 1999, the final instalment of our summer 90s season... We will be covering the the, the Wachowskis. Or what's their names in now? I th- well, I think it's still... Because w- I think originally Wachowski Brothers. Oh, so the Wachowski uh, sisters. Yes. Both of them have it done now, eh? Yes. Oh, aye. Fucking really weird, eh? So, yes. I'm just going to cry them. The Wachowskis. Yeah. Not, not going to put a gender on that. Uh, we're going to be watching The Matrix from 1999. Uh, just... To cap off our our ninety season, yeah, and then we're on to Shannon season. Yeah, yes. Shannon September. Exactly, we might be arriving to really a wee bit early, but yeah, but by the time they by the time because uh, we've got Jackie Brown to put out, then we've got this. Aye, so by the time yeah, aye, we'll, we'll be just in time for September if anything else. Yeah. So Michael Sha- Michael Shannon season. Coming up this September, we'll be covering a few of his films for that month. If you want to support us on Patreon, it is patreon.com forward slash FAS Podcasts. Follow us on social media at FAS Podcasts for Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I keep getting messages saying, oh, you're 139 Facebook fans. Haven't heard from you in a while. And it normally leads to like, oh, if you put five dollars into it, they could see all your posts. Like, fuck off, Zuckerberg. I know, you've got enough money. Fuck you, Eisenberg. Aye, so just leave me alone. Get off my dick. So, other than that, come on, let's fund some wee music to go out on. Uh, shout out to Paul Loudon for our artwork. David Lopan for our regular theme music. Uh, Patreon supporters Mags, Carol, Kenny and Stu. And of course, Magic Mike for joining me tonight, and you, the listener. Insert suitable quotes here. Fuck I off. I am the walrus. Fucking shut up, Mikey. Fuck off and tune in next week. I closed the app. <laughs> I closed the fucking app. I forgot I was playing the music. No, I don't want a one month free trial. On a jagged sky, I just dropped in. See what condition my condition was in.